0: This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Numbers chapter 13, verse 26. And we are going to continue with a guy we started with last week named Joshua. Now, I told you the the history of how Joshua came into leadership last Sunday that it was after Moses and his leading of 40 years of leadership that God called and put in position Joshua. And the reason why he did this was because Joshua had a different spirit. I'm believing that for our church, we've got a different spirit. That when people walk into Zoe and they interact with Zoe people, they say there's something different about you. It's not just your fashion. It's not just the fact that you got roses on your shirt. There's a different spirit about you. It's a different faith about you. It's a different attitude about you. I've met a lot of people in my day. There's a lot of people in the tribe. But there's something different about Joshua and Caleb and Zoe people. So he's only chosen not because of talent. He's only chosen because of conviction. Joshua and Caleb carry a different set of eyes. Everybody else sees garbage. Joshua and Caleb see gold. Everybody else sees ruins. Joshua and Caleb see glorious redemption. They have a different set of eyes, a different set of faith. They see the impossible. Everybody else says, can't happen. Joshua and Caleb walk in. They're like, absolutely going to happen. That's Zoe Church right there. That's Zoe people. We're walking into our city, into our houses, into our circumstances, into our schools, into our culture, and say, God's about to do something. Amen to that? Yeah. So, as they get ready to take the land, this is the promised land that God had for them. Before they take the land, they choose to send some spies, you know, to kick the tires. And check it out and see if this really is good land. Should we really move to this area? I preached on Friday night in Temecula. That was awesome. I was a spy in the land. Who knew that Temecula was that awesome? fantastic Costco. They have a Chick-fil-A and multiple Starbucks. They go as spies into the land to see if this land is really good. And as they go into the land and spy, they sent 12 spies Remember, God always works in 12. The number 12 is the biblical number for government. Remember, we talked about last week that, they, that God asked them to pick up 12 stones and carry on their shoulder and cross the Jordan River. Now they sent out 12 spies into the promised land to see if this is really the land they should take. When they send the 12 spies out, they all come back and they're in agreement with one thing. This truly is a land that is awesome. This is a land flowing with more than Costco, Chick-fil-A, and Starbucks. This is a land flowing with milk and honey, and they bring back fruit. And they say to their leadership, we have seen the land. We have seen the promise that God's been promising us. And look at this. We all agree that this is incredible land. However, although they're in agreement that it's an awesome land, Ten come back with a bad report, and two come back with a good report. Ten come back saying, oh, there is no way we can take this new ground. There is no way that this land can be ours. We saw the the milk and honey. We have experienced the fruit, but there's only one issue here. There are giants in that land. And there's no way that we can absolutely go and just take this promised land. Joshua and Caleb are like, "Nah, y'all got to shut up. (laughs) Y'all got to be quiet. Simmer down, Samuel. We need to absolutely, God be for us who can be against us. I don't know what God you serve, but I know the God that I serve. And the God that I serve says anything is possible. Come on, let's make some noise today. We're not coming with a bad report today. We're coming with a good report to your house, to your business and your future. If God is for us, who can be against us? Watch what it says here in Numbers chapter 13. Oh, I'm going to read it from my teaching screen. It says, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh." And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, not oat milk, regular milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Watch down. We're going to skip down the next verse. Go down to verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people. Y'all got to be quiet before Moses and and said, let us go up at once and take possession. What I love about your future is you don't have to wait two years to walk into it. I hear Caleb speaking to your situation. Let us go up at once. We're not waiting for three or four years. It's a now time. Your future starts now. Your promised land can happen today. Caleb was like, we're not going to lift weights and go to CrossFit for six months. Let us go up now. Elbow somebody next to you and tell them real fast, say, let's go right now. Come on, let's go right now. Let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. We are more than able to do this. These 10 over here, they're shaking in their boots. And they're, they're, they're afraid. And they do not believe that they are able. But Joshua and Caleb have a different spirit. And they don't just believe that they should go right now. They believe we're well able to do this thing. I want to encourage you right now. You're equipped to step into your future. You're called to go to your next level. And I believe you should go right now. And I want to encourage you, you are well able to take your land. Yeah. You are smart enough. You are gifted enough. You are called enough. You are talented. And you got to go right now. And you got to go with the sense, I'm able to do what God's called me to do. Look at this next verse. But the, but the, the men who had gone up with them said, we are not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we Look at the next one. And they gave their children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies in the land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it were men of great stature. Look at this next part. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anna came from the giants. And we were like, this is so important. Watch this part. We were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were grasshoppers in their sight. The way you see yourself is the way everybody else sees you. You are teaching people how to view you. You are teaching people what kind of person you are. And the way you see, listen, if you don't like you, it's going to be hard for others to like you. If you don't believe in yourself, how will others believe in you? He says, we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so we became grasshoppers in their eyes. I want to encourage you, Zoe Church, we are not grasshoppers. We are giants in the faith. We are called and anointed. Come on, let's clap right now. We're going to see ourselves the way God sees us. Come on, we are chosen. We are graced. We are loved. We are blessed. Come on, make some noise right now if you're thankful. I'm going to go ahead and see myself the way God sees me. That's why it's so important that we get into the mirror of God's word. Because if I don't get in the mirror of God's word, I'll start seeing myself in a bad view. But when I see God's word, it tells me I am free. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am grace. I am called. I am the righteousness of God. And as I see myself that way, others start to see me that way. Amen to that? I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Get the Grasshoppers Out of Here. And I'm not talking about physical grasshoppers. I'm talking about the spirit of a grasshopper. The spirit of unbelief. The spirit of criticism. The spirit of naysayers. Get that grasshopper spirit out of here. Zoe, we've got to go to another level of faith. We need that Joshua and Caleb spirit, not only in our church, but in our life. Now remember, on Vision Sunday, it's so important you understand this. If God is saying anything is possible To our church, that means God is saying anything is possible to your life. Whatever God says corporately, he always says personally. So it's a word to our church as a whole, but you got to flesh it out. What does that look like in your life? And I just want to encourage you on week one of anything is possible. We got to get that grasshopper mentality out of your spirit. We got to get that grasshopper mentality out of your heart. We got to get that out of you because God is trying to embed and trying to put in another level of expectation. Sure, there's giants in the land, but if God is for us, who can be against us? I'm not going grasshopper against giant. I'm going God against giant. Come on, give somebody some praise in this place if you're thankful that God is with us and we're going to go because anything is possible anything is possible get that grasshopper out of here come on let's pray together and let's believe that God will come and speak to us Jesus we believe that you are awesome and amazing we believe that you are good and you are kind we're asking on vision Sunday 2019 and 20 help our unbelief Lord, we just confess that sometimes we struggle with believing, and Lord, we want to increase in our faith, so we need from you the gift and the spirit of faith. Help us to look to you more and trust in you more. We thank you that you are a good and a loving and a gracious God. We give you our lives and our church on Vision Sunday. We thank you for it, and God, we declare over the Lakers that we are giants, not grasshoppers, and we will win the NBA championship in Jesus' name, and everybody said together, Amen come on let's clap and thank the lord together angelinos let's get a little bit of faith that is a pitiful applaud i said this is for the lakers and jesus go to white write down number one today don't sit with the we can't group negativity is contagious don't sit with the group that's like we can't can you see that in this story like life There are 10 people saying we can't and only two people saying we can. Why is it that in culture that most times negativity is more prevalent than positivity? I believe Los Angeles needs a people that is positive. Positive in thinking, positive in speech, positive in lifestyle. We don't need more negative. Be careful that you don't sit with the group that's like, we can't do it. We'll never go there. We'll never get for everything's negative. People, you ever notice how it's not just that this thing is impossible, everything is impossible? This is the same group that was like, We can't cross the river, we can't take down the walls of Jericho, we can't get in the promised land because we can't is a mindset. Negativity is a lifestyle. You don't vacillate between positive and negative. I'm positive and I'm negative. You're either negative. Or you're positive. It is a disposition. It is an attitude. It is a mindset. It is a conviction. Don't you sit with the group of negativity. Otherwise, you're going to become negative. When I get around negative people and they start being negative, I just want to find a polite, easy way to excuse myself from the situation. But sometimes I struggle to do it quickly because I know that they're going to be negative even about that. (laughs) So sometimes I linger and listen to the negativity all the while going... I don't want any of your thinking. I don't want any of your words. I don't want anything to stick on me. You go ahead and keep your negativity. I'm just a believer. That's what God called me to. I'm just convicted. That's my promised land. I just know God is for me. I don't know what you're looking at, but I know what I'm looking at. Don't sit with the negative people. So many of us, the reason why our minds get negative that we don't have the ability to get around some encouragement. That's why you got to expose yourself to the Word of God. That's why you got to expose yourself to church. That's why you got to get into atmospheres of faith. Because all of a sudden, when I hang out with Joshua and Caleb, I start walking around like, that's right. I knew it. We're going to go to another level. You ever notice how faith people build your faith? You ever notice how being in the atmosphere of belief, all of a sudden, you just faith rises. Oh, I love today when we start praying for anybody that's sick, anyone that's going through financial hardship, anybody that's facing cancer, and we start just believing with that Joshua and Caleb spirit. I know there's a giant there, but there's a God that's coming. I know that the land is filled with all kinds of people that are there, but I know who my God is. Come on, somebody thank the Lord today. I'm not camping out and sitting with the 10 negative. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful that you get around negative, critical people because it's not just going to be in this situation that they're negative and critical. You ever sit with negative and critical people, you could actually go subject to subject. You can go from person to person. I'll never forget one time, this is about nine, ten years ago, I was with a pastor that I really respected. And I didn't know his character. I only noted no, noticed his talent. And so we went to this dinner after this meeting. And so I knew him to be a, a prolific global leader. And so we sat there, and it's when Twitter first came out. It was when Twitter, it was before. Before Twitter went downhill, it was when Twitter first came out. And and so I'll, I'll never forget. I knew that he knew everybody in Christianity. He knew everybody. And so uh, we started talking about other pastors. And as we sat there, and I, I he goes, tell me who you follow. What pastors do you follow? So I started telling him the pastors I follow. And he said, okay, tell me the next one. And I would tell him somebody that I really admire. And this guy would start to bash their ministry and, and the breadth of their ministry and who they are. And then we bring up the next person. And I was like, this guy is just exposing the public thinks that he's a Joshua and a Caleb, but privately he's in the 10 group of the negative. Don't be someone that publicly you present yourself one way, but privately you're actually critical. you got to flip the page. you got to receive a spirit of faith that only comes from God. It's not about working harder. It's about receiving better. When I say anything is possible, I'm not saying it's on you to raise your faith. I'm saying it's on you to receive your faith. Faith is a gift that comes from God. And for some reason, Joshua and Caleb had received this gift, and they were like, "You know what? God is going to work this out. God is going to do the miraculous." No, but the critical people watch again. Numbers thirteen. Watch this in verse thirty-three. They were there. We saw the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Watch. If you sit with the ten, all of a sudden, here's what's going to happen. You're going to see yourself as broken. You're going to see yourself as flawed. You're going to see yourself in your worst case, and that's when people start seeing your, you flawed. And broken. You ever be around somebody and you can actually just sense, I feel bad for them because they are so broken? I feel so bad because they are so hurt. So in other words, if you sit with a negative and you just go negative, critical, negative, negative, it's not that people are just hearing that, but they're seeing you the way you see yourself. They're going, that's a grasshopper. That's a grasshopper. They might not say it to your face. Hey, Sam. I just want to tell you, I noticed, you're a grasshopper, aren't you? (laughs) But they can sense it. They can feel it. It's coming out of you. You know what I believe for our church? Here's what we are saying this year. Write down number two. We are going to rest in his yes. We're just going to rest in his yes. Why are Joshua and Caleb so confident? What allows them to be at such ease? Why are they able to look with different eyes and different lens? Because Joshua and Caleb know at the end of the day, this isn't their idea. This is what God said yes to. Some of us need to know that dream that's in your heart, that's not your dream. That's God's dream. That future that you can see, that vision that you have, that's not your future, that's God's future. It's not that you woke up one day and were like, "Ooh, I'm going to just write down my vision and my future. No, God woke up one day and he wrote down your plan and he wrote down your future and he wrote down your dream. And he said, I see a land for you. I see a future for you. I see milk. I see honey. Come on. I see grapes. I see fruit. I see future. I see territory. I see the authority. I see dominion. Come on, somebody thank God right now. I'm just going to rest in the yes that he already said to my life. You just got to rest that this is not about you. Watch this, 2 Corinthians. I love what the Bible says. It says, for all the promises of God in him, they are yes and amen. You know what? I'm just going to rest in the yes of God. When we say amen at church, and by the way, don't judge somebody's amen. Somebody could say amen. Someone could say amen. Make it last five seconds. It doesn't matter how you say amen. Amen by definition means yes. When we clap and we thank God for the prayer request, and at the end of the service we say amen, what we are saying with a punk uh, exclamation point, yes to God. Yes to his promises. Yes to the future. Yes to the promised land. You ought to just post up and rest in his yes. Watch what Joshua and Caleb said. Watch here Numbers 14. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Watch the next verse. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. You see what the spirit of Joshua and Caleb are saying? We're going to eat these people like an egg McMuffin. We are going to enjoy these people like they were sourdough bread. In other words, what they're saying... And this is the spirit of who they are because they believe that God has called them. They are saying, listen, God said yes. So they might be in our land right now, but we're going to go and listen. They don't have the protection like we have protection. They don't have protection from God. We have protection from God. And these guys right here, they're going to become our bread. We're going to eat them for breakfast. They don't stand a chance because if God is with us and God is in our corner and God has called us, nothing can stand in the way. I don't know what obstacle is in your way right now, but I'm telling you, it is not bigger than God. God is is stronger he is better he is bigger and he is greater somebody thank him today come on your obstacles you're gonna eat them like bread just standing there just like y'all you can you can stay critical i'm just gonna enjoy my toast someone walks up is that gluten-free are those are those gluten-free bagels it doesn't matter it doesn't count it's from jesus i'm eating it like bread Rest in his yes. Rest in his yes. Rest in God's yes. God has already approved and anointed you. And you might be feel like there's more of them than there is us. It doesn't matter. If God is with you, you're the majority, not the minority. All of the heroes in the Bible are just had the ability to go, I know what it looks like, but do you realize who my God is? These guys over here are focused on the giants of the land. These guys over here are focused on the God of the giants. you got to change your perspective. Faith is perspective. Faith is just seeing it the way God sees it. I know what the doctor is saying. I know what the circumstance looks like. But I'm not sitting over here with the 10. I'm coming over here in the spirit of faith. And I'm just going to rest in God's yes. So many of us, we get, we get overwhelmed because there's more of them than there is us. And we look at circumstance and critics, and we let this become the narrative of the story. you got to get above that and say, it doesn't matter what the critics say or what the situation looks like. I know God said yes. And if God said yes, I'm going to be fine. You might feel like you're like one on four. This last week, praise God, Julia arrived home from Australia. She was preaching in Australia this week. Make some noise for my beautiful bride right here. Preaching in Australia, mate. Yeah. All the best, yeah. All right, mock, shock. Anyways, that's enough. So Julia was gone, and of course we have an amazing. Our nanny is here, Ashley, and we've got a great team that helped us out. But a few times, what I mean, few mean one. One time while Julia was gone, it was one on four. Woo! Came with that Joshua Caleb spirit. Show me what you got, Clive. Give me your best diaper. Let's go. What you got? What you got, Georgia? You know, like one on four. But um, some of you are laughing at me. I feel it. I can feel the laughter at me. There's only one time I got overwhelmed while Julie's gone. It was the one on four time. And I had to do school drop-offs. And when I did school drop-offs, did I forget a few items? Julia's like, the school is calling me at 4 a.m. while I'm in Australia. Julia, don't worry about it. It's sorted. It was not sorted. It's just a faith statement. It's just a I just got Joshua Caleb's spirit. I'm just con- confessing it's sorted. It is not sorted. And I'm forgetting to feed him, and I'm forgetting some of George's equipment, and I, for- I forgot to change one of uh, Clivey's diaper for a few hours. And, um... You might feel like sometimes like I am the minority in this thing and the overwhelming sense is that there is a majority against me. I want to encourage you right now that if God is with you and God has called you and God has declared it over your life, these are his plans and his plans will always prevail. You got to rest. In his yes. Here's why they're resting in his yes is because they have faith in their God. Write down number three today. Have faith in God. Oh, I love this in Mark 11. Put it up on the screen. Mark chapter 11. Watch what it says. It just says, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Jesus is saying this. He is saying, just believe in God. What I love about David when he faced Goliath. Goliath is coming against him. He's got a sword and a javelin. He is so tall. He is so big. He is so huge. But David just looks at Goliath and says, you come at me with a sword and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the God of all of Israel. You're going to fall today. He just had faith in God. I love Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're getting thrown into a fiery furnace. They say to the king, listen, you can do whatever you want to do. We're not going to bow to you. God is able to deliver us. He can come through in the most impossible situation. And even if he doesn't, we want you to know we believe in our God. Come on, anybody today, you have faith in God. I don't want to whip you up into a frenzy today to say anything is possible. We're going to win American Idol and the lottery. I want to say anything is possible. If God's called you to something, I'm telling you, he's going to show up. He's going to show off. You might feel like you're stuck in a a lion's den. You could feel like you're in the belly of a whale. You could feel like there's a Goliath coming against you. You could feel like there's giants in your promised land. It doesn't matter. If God has called you to it, he will see you through it. If God has shown up and given you a hope and a dream that aligns with his word, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter the circumstance or the obstacle. Come on, somebody thank God today. It doesn't matter what what you're up against God is gonna show have faith in God I wonder what the level of your faith is today there are levels to faith Kendrick Lamar did not come up with there's levels to this God is the first that said that and God said there are levels of faith. There are levels. I wonder what the level of the 10, their faith, their, their faith level was probably at a zero to a one. They, and I also wonder, I wonder if the 10 started first with one and two, and the one and two just started recruiting very quietly. And just all of a sudden, there's three of them. And then all of a sudden, the negativity and crit- and there's four of them. And, if I, and then pretty soon, three months later, you look, and there's 10 of them gathered together. I wonder if it started with one critic. Be careful around negative people. You might become a negative person. Joshua and Caleb stood over here and they said, no, 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 you, you don't, you have, we have faith in God. And we know that God, he, that's our land. That's God's promise. Listen, we're not making this stuff up. These are the promises that come from God. What has God promised over your family? What has God promised in your future? What is the vision and the dream that is over your life? Because don't, get, don't sell that. Don't, don't just shoo that away. Don't just go, oh, an obstacle showed up. Maybe God didn't call me to it. No, God. God's going to see you to this thing. He's going to show up. And Joshua and Caleb said, listen, we saw the giants. But I'm telling you, I saw the milk, the honey, and the fruit. And that's mine. So many of us, we only want to see milk, honey, and fruit. And we don't want any giant along the way. I'm here to tell you, Zoe, no matter how many giants come your way, no how many fiery furnace or whales, no how many different situations may come your way, God is able to perform what he called you to. I believe over our church, anything is possible. We might face roadblock. might face situation. But it doesn't deter me from this Joshua and Caleb spirit that just says, I have faith in God. When are you guys going to get a building? I don't know. But I got faith in God. Are you guys reaching youth right now? Huh? How's Zoe doing with youth? I got faith in God. How's, um, how's leadership development going at Zoe? You guys raising up a lot of leaders? I got faith in God. I'm not going by what I see, I'm not going by what I feel. I got faith in God. And you know what God's looking for? God is not looking for talent. God is not looking for ability. God's eyes are searching for anybody that could stand like Joshua and Caleb and say, I just believe. Watch this. This is 2 Chronicles. Watch what God says. For for the eyes of the Lord. Uh, Go to the other one, please. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. In other words, God's just looking for somebody that would get away from the ten and stand a little bit consecrated and separated and say, I'm just going to believe God. I'm not going to just just come over here and just bellyache and complain and go like, oh, America, all oh, Los Angeles, all oh, culture, all oh, this situation, all oh, that. No, I'm going to stand over here, and I'm going to believe God, and I'm not going to go by what I, what I see. I'm going to say anything is possible. Oh, come on, Zoe. Come on, live stream. Come on, Valley. Anything is possible. God is in this place. Anything is possible. I wonder if this spirit could get in our church. Because I want that Joshua and Caleb. we got to go now. We're going to eat them for breakfast. What do they say? If the Lord delights in us, our future is bright. God delights in you. He is for you. He has a plan for you. So you know what we're going to do? We're not going to sit there. We're going to have faith in God. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to rest in his yes. This was God's dream. This was God's plan. This was God's idea. Come on, somebody thank him right now. I didn't call myself. He called me to it. Come on, give him a praise. I believe it. I believe it. I hope that spirit of faith gets into Zoe Church. I hope you're marked with Joshua and Caleb eyes and confession, ears, and a heart. That you just say, I just know it. I know it's mine. I know I can go right now. I know the future is bright. I'm not listening to you, and I'm not going by what I see. I won't let you affect my ear. I won't let you affect my sight. I got in my spirit a spirit of faith. Amen to that? I believe God has called Zoe to be a faith-filled church. I believe that we are marked by the gift and the spirit of faith. And I believe it is going to be our faith, our trust in God, that is going to see signs and wonders break out. And we're going to live by this idea that anything is possible. We're going to rule everything in before we rule everything out. We're actually going to believe that people that are sick can get healed at our church. We're actually going to believe that people that were addicted can find freedom in Jesus' name. We're actually going to believe in miracles in the name of Jesus. Come on, clap if you agree today. Anything Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Come on, clap. Anything is possible. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to break out, but I just know anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. If God shows up, what is impossible for man is possible for our God. Give him a praise today. Anything is possible in Jesus' name.